It's the Kate and Gordon Show, today's best country mix. Tune in for two full hours of the greatest country hits. Interviews with special guests, latest news, and so much more. It's the Kate and Gordon Show. Everything I owned disappeared tonight. And I still had your love, I'd be fine. I found my forever, the reason that I breathe. I've never been so sure of anything. When you hold my hand, the world is in slow motion. in my emotions If no stars were left to wish upon Wouldn't sleep a bit cause all I want Staring back at me with baby blues My happy ever after all that matters is you All the moments yet to come My heart vows to cherish everyone Nothing that I lose Can't be replaced by what you give But mended by your tender angel
happen overnight. You're a sunflower shining bright as can be. The only thing stopping you is me. Start up as a tiny seed. Think about what you need. It's not about what you You're a sunflower standing in the light. Sunflower, it won't happen overnight. You're a sunflower shining bright as can be. And the only thing stopping you is me. You're always good. 
kiss me each morning for a million years. Hold me each evening by your side. Tell me you love me for a million years. And if it don't work out, if it don't work out, then you can tell me Then you can tell me goodbye, a wonderful cover by Wolf Milestone and Bo Haas. Hi, everyone. This is Caden Gordon of the Caden Gordon Show Today's Best Country Mix. I hope you're doing well, and thank you so much for tuning in. Earlier, you heard Sarah Louise and Sunflower, as well with Demetrius Nezes and Don Ricks. All that matters right here on the Caden Gordon Show Today's Best Country Mix. We got a lot of interviews coming your way with Bailey Allen Baker, D. Boone Pittman, Demi Michelle, Sandy Vallis, Andy Purcell joins us back here, Rebecca Carter-Burke, and Eric Diamond. Oh, and also Jam Blacktop. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Gaden Gordon Show, today's Best Country Mix. Hello, and welcome to The Gaden Gordon Show, today's Best Country Mix. Joining me right here today is Bailey Allen Baker. How are you doing today, Bailey? Good. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. Of course. Happy to be here. So let's get started by getting to know you a little bit and uh, how you got started in the music industry. Cool. Uh, 
Sounds great. Um, well, let's see. Uh, geez, it was a lot of, um, a lot of listening to music at first. None of my family really plays music, or n n nobody super close to me when I was young. So, um, just a, a lot of listening to music for a really long time. And then, uh, my cousin gave me a guitar that somebody gave him. It was like a really busted hand-me-down type thing, and I taught myself some cowboy chords on that thing and just uh, muddled around on it for about five or six years before I felt comfortable playing in front of other people. And uh, and then the rest is, uh, you know, what's going on the past few years. That's the kind of start of it. If someone was to write a song about you, what do you think that they would take the time to write about? Oh, geez. Um, wow. That is a, that's a good question, hard question. I, I would say uh, probably... Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, very, I was always a very quiet person, kind of lurking in the shadows, so it would probably be a sort of sad ballad about a quiet kid. That's what, I, that's what I would assume it would be. If you could duet or collaborate with any singer, whether they're with us today or not, who would you choose and why, Bailey? Hmm. Um. I really like, uh, I really like Jason Molina of Songs Ohio. He's actually an, an Eastern guy, too. And, uh, he's, he's, uh, he died a few years back, but he was alive today. That would, I think that would be a, a really fun collaboration. I'd really like to write a song with that guy. What do you like doing outside of music? Do you have any hobbies, interests, anything like that? Sure, yeah. Um, I really like uh, books, movies, um, television shows. I, I really dig into that stuff. Uh, try and Try to spend a lot of time reading and then the time that I'm not reading it's very easy to just turn on the TV and watch it um, I like playing or er, stuff sorry <laughs> I like playing uh, video games like to ride bikes camp you know just basic stuff really uh, and then I guess like my one thing that I do a lot outside of music is cook because that's what I do for a living um, and um, I went to culinary school and all that so spend a lot of time cooking. Wouldn't necessarily call it a, uh, a, a super fun hobby of mine at this point in my life, but uh, I definitely spend a lot of time doing. So, yeah. So, Bailey, I know you have a new song out that just came out on July 14th called Danielle Plain View. Tell me a little bit about that one that came out on July 14th. Tell me a little bit about that one. Sure, yeah. Um, well, it's, uh, I actually, um, I had the chord progression written for a long time, years and years, and, uh, just never could find the, the right words to put, put to it. And then, um, I was writing it pretty recently, maybe about a year ago, and, uh, all this stuff just came flooding out about, like, um, insecurities that I've had, and, uh, I started to kind of look at, my past um, around 
what I was like around 2018. I had a, a, a pretty big falling out with a lot of my friends from, uh, like, like your, like, fresh adult friends that you get right out of high school before everybody gets the chance to move away. Uh, all the, all the kids that don't end up going to college. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, getting into, um, drugs and alcohol, I just started to become a, a, a really bad friend to those people. Always asking for favors, never returning favors, um, just being a really demanding, awful person. And, uh, it, it reminded me a lot of, um, of the character, uh, Daniel Plainview in the movie There Will Be Blood, um, like a micro version of that character, I hope, because he's an awful, evil person. But, um, yeah, just thought a lot about how, um, you know, you can kind of, if you're, if you're in that state of mind for too long, you can kind of, uh, trick yourself into thinking that you don't need relationships and that you don't need love because nobody's offering it to you because you're not in a place to, um, correctly respond to those people's, uh, niceties, for lack of a better word. And, uh, so yeah, it all comes from, all the lyrics come from that frame of reference. If somebody was to stick in that mindset that, you know, I don't need anybody and I'm fine by myself, um, how far that could take them from their own humanity, I guess. Awesome. And I got to say, you know, um, I really enjoyed your song, Daniel Plainview. It was a really good one. And um, one of the things that really caught my eye when I read your uh, bio that was sent to me over by Joe was that you're not very good at making eye contact, um, but your your music is just really awesome. Tell me a little bit about that. And um... Yeah, sure. Well, that's kind of a... It's kind of like an in-joke. I mean, I am really terrible at making eye contact. <laughs> I've, I've never been good at it. Um, uh, I, I have a hard time meeting new people uh, that don't know me because they think that I'm being rude because I'm not looking at them in the face. Uh, when I'm talking to people, I, I typically look at the ground or off to the side. And it, it um, uh, unfortunately, it gives me a sort of like, um, like a aloof vibe that I am not trying to give out. But uh, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just really bad at that. And um, <laughs> it's kind of an in-joke due to the fact that uh, mostly when I play live, I, I keep my eyes closed and, I'm, and I look towards the ground. Uh, I'm, I'm working on it, but I'm not the most uh, proud, engaging person, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, when, I, when I'm playing music on a stage, I, I tend to keep my eyes shut as tightly as possible and just look up towards uh, the ceiling. If there's bright lights and I can't see anything, that's even better. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where that comes from. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Um, I definitely think that, you know, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, and that's what, something that stood out to me because, you know, myself, sometimes I can't do good eye contact either. And so when I was reading yeah. that, Bailey, I was like, wow, this is interesting. This is uh, really First and foremost, the best thing to put at the top because that I feel like is going to catch somebody's eye in a good way, never in a bad way. I think that that's really awesome, and I know that uh, we're we're not really looking at each other right now, but I mean, I'm I'm sure that's a benefit to you, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe a slight one. There you go. 
what advice would you give somebody that might want to start doing music, whether that be singing, writing? What would you tell them? Well, um, for somebody just getting started out um, playing, singing, writing, whatever, uh, I would just say to practice, practice, practice. Um, it's it's uh, it's oversaid, uh, but that's because it, it's true. Like just just write your your butt off as much as you possibly can. Um, and, uh, and, you know, try not to be afraid to play those songs in front of other people. But the main thing is to just, to just write as much as you possibly can. Listen to a lot of music, too. Um, stuff that you wouldn't normally listen to. Try and, I mean, you don't have to be one of those people that is always trying to listen to just new stuff. But try to at least broaden your horizons a little bit because there's so many great people usually flirting around in the underground that maybe play outside of the genres that you're used to, but you'll always be able to pick up little pieces here and there. Um, and then for somebody who's a little bit more um, confident in their skills, whether it's writing or playing or singing or whatever, I would my, my best piece of advice would be just to, to find people that you trust, hopefully friends, but even not, you know, acquaintance, business acquaintances can work just as well, but just find people you trust and lean on them. And don't let that imposter syndrome take over and see that you're you're not really doing it because everybody that's done anything has had somebody to lean on, whether it's a partner or just a you know somebody in the studio telling them that something's good or something's bad. It's it's it, it, I wouldn't have been able to get any song on the record done without um, very close friends that I graciously that they graciously offered their help and expertise and uh the songs would sound hollow without them so yeah those would be my two big things absolutely and i tell everybody this i think taking good constructive criticism can help you in the future you know not everybody's perfect like you know there's a lot of things that people need to learn about the industry so you're not going to know everything so just keep that in mind and you know you'll be just fine yeah, yeah. Constructive criticism is, is great. Learning to deal with it even better. Um, yeah, I think there's a there's a big thing with art and music in general that is it can be confusing when you especially when you first get started out. It can be confusing while you're not getting the reception that you're getting, and just learning to be okay with not getting that um, is is a yeah a really big thing too. But yeah, I think you're, you're right on the money with that one. So if people want to learn more about you, Bailey, where can they find you? Um, Instagram's probably the best for now. Um, Bailey Allen Baker um, on Instagram. Um, and then uh, Mishap Records on Instagram, too. It's uh, just this local um, like micro record label from Boise. Well, I guess local to me. <laughs> probably not you. But, uh, uh, yeah, um, we, it's all all very small artist um and they he's very good about sharing our stories and then if you, if you really want to learn more about me my my youtube and my instagram are both bailey allen baker and uh, that's where i put up all my stuff so yeah and bailey is there anything that i forgot to mention that you would like to mention before we uh get off the show today well, i guess just real quick i'll say that uh the the album that daniel plainview is on uh, titled Grab a Bucket came out on July 21st, exactly a month ago today. And uh, so if you like the song, check out the album too.
That's pretty much it. Bailey, Allen, Baker, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Katie Gordon Show today's Best Country Mix. I definitely appreciate your time, and thank you so much again for being here. Yeah, thank you for your time. Uh, yeah, great experience. I really appreciate you. Hello, and welcome to the Caden Gordon Show today's Best Country Mix. Joining me right here today is D. Boone Pittman. D, how's it going today? Going great, man. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. So why don't we get started by getting to know you a little bit and uh, how you got started in the music industry. Um, yeah, I'm a native of Kentucky. I grew up in eastern Kentucky, and uh, being a product of Appalachia, there's there's just, uh, you know, music is pretty much bred into our being, and I grew up in a house where uh, my mom and dad, they, they were constantly uh, listening to good music. Uh, you know, as a kid, I grew up in the 70s and 80s, so some of the best music that was ever made, in my opinion, came out of that era, um, so I grew up you know, loving music. My dad actually played guitar. He was in a band, and and uh, uh, he he ended up handing that legacy down to me. I uh, ended up with one of his uh, Martin D28 guitars that he handed down to me as well. So it's it's mostly just something that uh, has been in the family, and and uh, I'm I'm honored to share it and and try to keep the the wheel spinning. I've been uh, I've been actively involved. A, you know, in a, in a serious way, in the music business, I I, I guess I, I I would probably have to point to 2019 when I released my first studio album. Uh, although I've been playing music most of my life, uh, I really didn't get serious about things until uh, my son got through school. So when he was born back in the 90s, uh, I kind of put uh, music on the shelf and just kind of played in church for a while there for. For about 18 years, and and the minute that you know he got out of school, I started making some calls, and we went to the studio and cut 10 tracks of songs I'd written for about the last 30 years, and um, getting ready to release uh, my fourth album uh, on September 15th. So we've been really busy. If someone was to take the time to write about you and your personality. What do you think that they would take the time to write about? My personality, you know, I don't know. I guess uh, if me, as far as my personal character, you know, uh, I'm a man of faith. My faith is important to me. Uh, I think that's evident in my music, although I don't really consider myself a Christian artist. As far as the Christian music industry, uh, I am a Christian that makes music. So uh, I think hopefully that would become apparent. Um, that I hope that they would see that, you know, I, I am a believer in, in writing music and singing music that has a purpose and a meaning, and, and I hope that it moves you. Um, that's what I would hope they would, they would write about. If you could choose anyone to duet or collaborate with, any singer... Who would you choose and why? Whether they're with us today or not, you could choose anybody. Who would you choose and why? Anybody, huh? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I would probably have to go with um, one of my biggest influences, which would be Bruce Springsteen. Um, if I had a chance just to meet the man, that would that would be a bucket list, but to be able to write a song or to go on stage with him, that would be 
unbelievable. But he, he's uh, he's the one that first exposed me to um, just the story storytelling component of songwriting, and it was something unlike I never heard before. You know, everything up to then was just pretty much pop candy. And when I was exposed to uh, the Nebraska album or in '84 when he came out with Born in the USA, I uh, I learned about you know what what authentic and meaningful lyrics, you know, and how they matter and how they can change, you know, the heart and and affect somebody in a deep way. So, yeah, I think if I could uh, write a song with with the boss, man, that would that would be something I would I would certainly say that I've you know I've I've reached the pinnacle of my career. <laughs> so I know recently you just released a song out to country radio. It's called East of Ravina. Tell me a little bit about that song. Okay. So uh, in in 2022, Eastern Kentucky was ravaged by uh, flash flooding. There was some really heavy rain, rains and downpours came through, and um, there was just so much devastation. Uh, I think the number is 45 people were killed. I may have that number wrong, so don't quote me, but. Uh, and the damage is estimated between 450 and $950 million uh, to get everything back and to get people back in their homes. And it's, it's, it's at least another two years before uh, they're close to, re- to achieving that goal. So there's still so many people that are displaced. When I sit down and I start writing music, I do it in spells. Um, you know, when I get ready to go back to the studio, I'll sit down for a songwriting season, whether it's you know a few months or so, and I write about what's going on around me. So East of Ravenna is just really in response to the devastation that occurred in, in Eastern Kentucky, which is you know that's that's my homeland. Those are my people, and my heart just went out to them. So that was really a song meant of uh, to provide some hope, just just a reminder that, uh, as the lyric says, the sun will shine again, and um, they will rebuild, and there will be resurrection. So that was what I had hoped to uh, embody in the in the lyrics and in the song. As it turns out, I ended up writing about three more songs related to the floods of eastern Kentucky, and they're all going to be on this next album, which comes out in September. Ravenna, by the way, is uh, it's a little town in uh, eastern Kentucky that uh, just kind of. I had to pick a town just because geographically, um, where if you were to draw a line on a, on a state map where the devastation started to occur, you had to start somewhere. So when I use the phrase east of, I needed to pick a town that really wasn't affected by it, but everything east of it was. And uh, the town Ravenna just kind of wrote off the tongue well with uh, some different rhyming schemes that it was using. So that's that was really just a random selection, but that's where the title came from. What an interesting way to choose the title. I am pretty impressed by that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I, I, I hope that uh, people get that because uh, I, I have a lot of people that, that still think that I wrote the song about Ravenna, but that's that's not the case. It's just, and then people that live in that area that rec- you know they they recognize the the name of the town, and you know they're all they're all fans of the song too. So certainly doesn't hurt. But no, the intent was just to, to shine a light on, on that section of the state. 
and people that live here, they you know they know it. Now the East of Ravenna came with a video, and on the video I, I point people toward my website, and I also point them towards uh, there's there is an organization that I partnered with called Play It Forward. Uh, have you ever heard of them? No, I haven't. Play It Forward is a charity. It's an MPO. And they, they partner with musicians, and they let musicians pick their favorite charity. So anybody that uploads their music to their website, then they, they, oh, they start a page. So you can go to this, this page and look for East of Ravenna. I have, like I said, I have a link posted on all my socials and on my website. If you were to download the song, pay to download the song, uh, 100% of those proceeds go towards um, the Kentucky Flood Relief Fund. So that was just my way of saying, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not just trying to profit off of this. I, I really want to try to um, keep people's attention and focus on the demands of Eastern Kentucky and just the fact that there's still a lot of work left to be done. Uh, they still need our help, both financially and physically, and, and they need our prayers. But what they really need is our help. And we oftentimes, you know, when a natural disaster hits, we, we have a tendency to be all on board to doing what we can for about a week, <laughs> and then we move on to the next emergency. But, you know, it, it takes so long to get people back on their feet. So I, I just want to try to keep our focus um, just kind of targeted to uh, the folks out east. If people want to l learn more about you, D, where can they find you? The easiest thing to do would be to go to my webpage. There's a link to all my socials. There, um, dboonpitman.com. That's D B O O N E P I T T M A N. Or you can uh, look me up on Facebook at Dboon Pittman. But uh, it's easier to probably just go to the website and just use the links that I have posted on there. Awesome. And is there anything that I forgot to mention that you would like to mention here on the show today? Just that uh, East of Revenda is is the advanced single. Uh, we dropped it on the 28th of July. Um, got some more stuff coming out on September 15th. The, the full album, the 10-song studio album, will be released on September 15th. The name of the project is Resurrection Noise. I uh, certainly hope you check it out. Uh, it will be hitting all streaming platforms, and I'll have some more music videos tied to that as well. Awesome. D, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Katie Gordon Show today's Best Country Mix. We definitely appreciate your time and support, so thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Hello, and welcome to the Katie Gordon Show today's Best Country Mix. Joining me right here today is Demi Michelle. Demi, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. First and foremost, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. We appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So let's start off firstly by uh, congratulating you on your win at the uh, ISSA Awards in Atlanta a couple weeks ago. You won Bronze Album of the Year for what it is. Congratulations on that. Thank you. It was wild. That was such an amazing experience. And it is what it is. It's a really special project to me. So the fact that I won my first music award with that project means the world to me. Total surprise. was not expecting <laughs> it. <laughs> Hey, that's the best way, you know? You never know. Yeah. 
So why don't we take a minute to kind of learn a little bit about you and uh, what made you want to get into music? Yeah, so I love music ever since I was very young. I've played piano since I was 10 years old, and I just had a natural talent for that from a young age. And then as I got older, I did choir in school, so I learned how to sing. And then in college, I studied music and learned guitar and learned a lot about music theory. And so I'm very well-rounded as a musician. But in terms of, like, getting into songwriting itself, that came when I was a junior in undergrad when I added a second major. I ended up double majoring in music and English. And when I had that moment collide of music and creative writing, I really noticed that songwriting is basically a combination of the music and the storytelling. And so I started to discover songwriting then when I was going through a lot and I needed to process things. So that's when I started songwriting. So it's been a huge evolution from my love for music from when I was 10 years old all the way till now. Absolutely. And I also saw that you were an author too. Yeah. Yeah, I um, am currently querying agents, so I'm pitching manuscripts to agents, hoping to get literary representation. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, <laughs> so hopefully one day everyone will see one of my books in Barnes & Noble, so keep your fingers crossed. Oh, that would be awesome. Definitely uh, <laughs> let us know if that ever happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So if someone was to write a song or maybe even write a book about you and your personality, what do you think that they would take the time to write about? Oh, wow. So I love this question. I don't think I've ever been asked this before. Um, I think for me, especially like growing up and even now too, I've always been someone who has tried to remain as humble as possible and always be authentically me and stay true to myself and show kindness and love always. And so I would really hope that if somebody would ever write something about me, it'd be centered around my kindness and me as a person, because I think that all the things that have been happening in music, especially winning the award, like that was a huge milestone moment, but I don't feel like I changed as a person. Like I didn't get uh, like a personality shift from that. I don't, feel like I'm better than anybody else because I won that award. So just remaining humble and kind, I think is really important. So I hope that's a focus if anyone would ever write anything about me. If you had an opportunity to duet or collaborate with any singer in the world, whether they're with us today or not, who would you choose and why? Oh man. Um, it's a toss-up between writing a song with Julia Michaels and singing a duet with Kelsey Ballerini. I can't pick between the two. Julia is my favorite songwriter, and she is the one who inspired me to get into songwriting. I actually met her when she opened for Maroon 5 on tour, and it was a very special moment. So collaborating with her would be amazing. And Kelsey Ballerini is my favorite country artist who really inspired me to get into the genre and made me fall in love with country music. So being able to record a duet with her would be amazing. So what do you like doing outside of music? Do you have any hobbies, interests, anything like that, Demi? <laughs> That's funny because I feel like all my hobbies are like what I'm pursuing. <laughs> um, I do I do love to read a lot, but I think that is rooted in me wanting to be an author. 
Uh, I do have a podcast as well, which I'm pursuing more seriously now. So that went from a hobby into something <laughs> more serious. So I think it's funny, like for me, like I, I have some kind of passion or hobby and then it ends up becoming something. So yeah, I'm always doing music stuff. I'm always writing. I'm always reading. So that's pretty much my focus. So yeah. Where do you see yourself in the next couple years or where do you want to see yourself? Where do you want to be? So a few things. I would love to be an agented and published author for one. <laughs> um, but in terms of music, I would really love to break into music more as a songwriter. That's been my goal. I feel like from the beginning, I love being an artist, but my passion lies with the songwriting and I've gotten the opportunity to write with a UK-based artist last year who ended up recording two songs we co-wrote, which was amazing. That was my first time I had anything I wrote recorded by another artist. And so I really loved that, and it was really special. So in a few years, I would really love to see myself writing specifically for other artists and having others record my songs. Oh, that would be that would be really awesome. I know that's the goal. <laughs> Who was uh, <laughs> the UK artist that you wrote for? Her name was Lindsay Farrow. Oh, that's cool. I don't know if I know her, but that's awesome. Yeah, she's really talented. Yeah, and the song, the the first song that we wrote that she recorded is called Never Add Up, and the second one was a Christmas one called Snows and Bows, which is a super fun one. But the first one, it was especially like super special because it's a piano ballad and piano is my main instrument so she asked me if I could record piano for it and so it was really special to even though I wasn't singing the song and I wrote it with her it was really special to be able to contribute to the actual recording by doing the piano so Demi if people want to learn more about you where can they find you yeah, so I'm on all the social media. Uh, you can The best place to go is my website, demimichellemusic.com. And on there, you'll find my socials. Uh, all my music is on there. My podcast, Right on Track, is on there. I run a blog as well, which I update regularly with things going on in my life. I also have my shop linked on there for signed CDs and some merch. So that's the best place to go. Awesome. And uh, what's your podcast about, by the way? Yeah, so my podcast is, it's called Right on Track, a songwriting podcast. And when I initially started it, the goal was to really spotlight the craft of songwriting. But as the podcast evolved over the past a little more than two years, I noticed that I think it's really, really important for any songwriter, especially just starting out, to be aware of the music industry as a whole because being a songwriter is not just about writing the music. You need to know how to network and you need to deal with the personal challenges that come along and marketing and all, all these amazing things. And so over the past, like a little over two years now, I've had the opportunity of chatting with incredible people from all areas of the industry, from artists who are just starting out to Emmy winners, so it's been amazing to see like the whole spectrum because 
I have the focus on this show as being very conversational. All the episodes are topic-based, so listeners can know right away what they're getting into. And I think it's amazing because it's giving anybody in the industry a platform to share their story and experiences no matter where they are on their journey. And when I really started to get into songwriting and was looking for platforms to be on, some were super, like, guarded and weren't really open to newer artists. They were more specific and geared toward people who are more established. And I was looking for a way to really open the door for anyone. So it's a really inclusive show, and it's been magical. So I'm super excited for what's to come with that. Awesome. And is there anything that I forgot to mention that you would like to mention here on the uh, show today? Uh, no, I think that's it. I uh, I am nominated for Joji Music Awards, too, so I'll be going to Nashville in October for that. So I'm super excited for that. At the moment, I am working super hard finishing my next album. It's coming next year. I have six and a half of the songs recorded already. I'm going back to the studio in September to finish the seventh one, and then I'm hoping to add an eighth, and then we'll be done. So that's coming along really nicely, and I feel like I'm at the place now, like as a songwriter and artist, where I'm more sure of my voice and who I want to be as a songwriter and what I feel like I want to say. So I feel like looking back on my other two projects, they definitely led me here, and I'm super excited to release all this new music next year. But this year, I am releasing an original Christmas single called Tinsel Heart, and that will be coming right after Thanksgiving. So that's going to be my fourth original Christmas song. I try to release one. Uh, that's my tradition to release one every year. So this is my fourth one in a row. Demi, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Katie Gordon Show today's Best Country Mix. We definitely appreciate yeah. your time and support. So thank you for being with us today. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Hello and welcome to the Katie Gordon Show today's Best Country Mix. Joining me right here today is Sandy Vallis. Sandy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thanks. I hope you're doing the same. I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. No problem, not at all. So let's get started by getting to know you a little bit and uh, how you got started in the music industry. Alrighty. Okay, well, I was brought up in a musical family. And I started singing, believe it or not, at the age of three at church. It was a Mother's Day program, and I sang a little song for my mom. So that was my first time on stage at three years of at three years of age. So, and from then on, it was I was addicted to being on stage and doing what I loved doing. <laughs> uh, so I did that for a number of years, like mostly at church and stuff, but then my dad and I, uh, he was a great entertainer, and him and I uh, did a lot of performing together, and uh, we had our own radio show for a number of years. Uh, yeah, so we traveled a lot, and uh, he was truly my mentor. Uh, he's the guy who taught me everything. He taught me play keyboard first, then accordion, then steel guitar, Uh yeah, so uh, we did a lot of traveling, and uh, we were well-known back then. Uh, so I stopped performing and uh, gave it up for a few years to raise my children. And then after they were raised, I gradually got back into the music again and 
joined a band and I was in that for a number of years where we did all traditional country music because that's what I was brought up on. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I did that. And uh, I played with a number of bands and uh, we played everywhere. We played clubs, we played legions, you name it. Uh, yeah, wherever there was an opening, we were there. Uh, so, uh yeah, and it was just a little while ago, uh, I had some songs that I'd recorded and I put on, I posted on Facebook and a friend of mine uh, on Facebook that I didn't know personally, but she's a promoter, Colonel Shirley Lansdowne in South Carolina. Uh, she sent me a note and she said, what are you doing with that music? Like, why don't you do something with it? And uh, anyway, that's where it all started, Caden. I mean, she... Uh, she got in touch with uh, the best producer, Chris Spear in Miami, Florida. And Chris took me under his wing. And uh, and I guess the rest is history. Uh, I just finished a new CD a couple of months ago. Uh, Chris took that CD and enhanced and remixed. Uh, and I tell you, it's been great. It's been excellent. So... Uh, yeah, I, and my CD is called Remembering Country because I'm doing all the oldies but goodies that I was raised listening to. And like people who were brought up the way I was on that type of music, they don't enjoy the so-called country that we're listening to today. Uh, so this, this CD is going over quite well, I must say. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, no, it's, it's, what can I say? It's just, uh, I play or, or sing every opportunity I get. I mean, whether it be the clubs, the legions, I love going to retirement centers and entertaining the old folks there. Uh, it's been, it's been wonderful. And it's my passion. I mean, music is my passion. So, uh, I'm going to keep doing it for as long as I can, as long as people are going to listen to me. If someone was to take the time to write a song about you and your personality, what do you think that they would take the time to write about? Uh, boy, that's, that's a tough one. What would they write about with me and my personality? I've always been very outgoing. I'm a people person. Uh, and I portray that when I'm out performing. And I mean, is like for one one example is going to the retirement centers. And I mean, I'll take a long extension cord, and I'll go down amongst all the uh, seniors and let them sing with me. Uh, I I don't know, Caden. I think it's just my personality. That's who I am as a person. Uh, I love giving. Uh, and those people, the look on their faces, like it's priceless to me. I, I mean, I'm going there to lift their spirits, but I mean, in turn, they're they're lifting mine, and I leave there like a rich girl. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. They just, I'm, I'm just, I, I describe me. I don't know. Very personable, uh, people oriented. I mean, I just. Uh, I love being out amongst the people and being on stage. That's where I'm, that's my happy place right there. So yeah, I just, 
I just love doing what I'm doing, and I just never thought it would happen again. And if I hadn't, if I hadn't posted those few songs that I'd done earlier, uh, this would not be happening today. Because, like, when Shirley asked me about it, I, you know, I said, "Well, I post my songs, and people always love the songs that I posted. And they were the oldies." And uh, and then she said, no, I think we should do something with this. And then she got it got me in touch with Chris down in uh, Miami. And he's been a godsend. Uh, I, I always tell him he's the wind beneath my wings. He just uh, keeps me going, you know. So, uh, no, it's been enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I, I just... Uh, it's my passion. I, I'm singing wherever I am. Like if I'm in the kitchen, <laughs> I go to the living room. I just got, and if the song comes to mind that I hadn't heard in a while, I'll jot it down on a piece of paper and and then I'll go and practice that and say, okay, I haven't done that one for a while. So we'll see how this is going to go here. So it's always a challenge and, and I'm up for it. If people want to learn more about you, Sandy, where can they find you? They can find me anywhere. I'm I'm on a, I'm on YouTube. Like you're talking with regards to social media and stuff. Yes. Yes, they can get me on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, iTunes. I'm everywhere. Believe it or not. Uh, yeah, just uh, type in Sandy Vallis, and up she comes. Uh, yeah. So all of my songs are on, on all of those that I just specified. What do you like doing outside of music? Do you have any hobbies, interests, anything like that? Uh, you know what? Uh, not really. I mean, mu- music is my, it's my, it's my hobby, right? It's, it's constant. I mean, I, I can sit for hours with my headphones and just listen. I mean, just listen to other people. If somebody posts something, uh, I'm right there to listen, and I want it. I want the headphones because I want the clarity, and I want to to hear exactly what's going on. Uh, I'm like that with my own music. I'm, I'm very fussy that way. The headphones go on. I've got to listen and go like, oh, should have done that, or I should have done this, right? But. Uh, no, I, hobbies, per se, no, I don't have a lot of hobbies, all right, other than the singing. And, and that's a full-time job, believe it or not. I mean, it just uh, keeps me going. I mean, I wake up thinking about that. I go to bed thinking about that. But, you know, and I raised three kids. That was a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> so my hands were full uh, all the time. But like I say, uh, now it's great, and uh, I've performed. I've gone about a month ago. I went out with Wolf Milestone. I don't know if you've heard of Wolf. Yes. Uh, yeah, I performed with Wolf uh, at a gig about a month ago, I guess, and we had we had such a fun time. Uh, but I've played with so many bands. Like, you know, and, and if I'm somewhere and there's a band playing and they know that I'm in the audience, they'll ask me to come up <laughs> and do a few songs with them. And... Uh, I love it, and I mean, I just, I just don't sing. I, I'm, I'm a decent harmony singer too, so everything works out well, right? So I've got a few on the go now. Like, I mean, I did one duet on my CD, and I've got a few other guys that's already asked me if I do a duet with them. So, uh, 
that will be in the works now pretty soon. So I look forward to that. That's a challenge, right? But yeah, it's all good. And Sandy, is there anything that I forgot to mention that you would like to mention here on the show today? Oh boy, I don't know. Uh, what what do I say? Uh, I don't know. Like I was I was born uh, in Newfoundland and Labrador, which is the most easterly part of Canada. I don't know if you know uh, where that is or not. Uh, Newfoundland is where all the planes landed after nine eleven. Remember when they had to take mm-hmm. people? Yeah, uh, I was born there in a little fishing community. Uh, and that's what my, my dad and I got started there. And then uh, I was 14 when we decided, because uh, my dad was on the Great Lake boats up here. So we decided to move us up here. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, so that's where I got, that's where I do most of my singing. All right. But uh, when I go back there, I mean, uh, I was in that band for like seven years, uh, And then the guy I was in the band with, unfortunately, passed away at an early age. Uh, But it was a a great band. We traveled a lot, uh, met so many people. Uh, No, it was, we started out like there were, there's there's four of us, four sisters, and we started out as the Vallis sisters, uh, where we all sang, but uh, they didn't have the passion for, I guess, that I had, and I just continued doing what I was used to doing uh yeah so uh no it's just uh, my dad is the one that I contribute everything to he uh he was great and he was so well known back there on the island everybody knew him and then when he started taking me around with them and even now with my new cd uh when people hear me sing they go like oh boy I can hear your dad Unfortunately, he's passed, uh, but I'm trying to carry on his legacy, and I hope he's smiling down on me right now. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a good thing. Sandy, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Kane Gordon Show today's Best Country Mix. We definitely appreciate your time and support. Thank you. Thank you, Caden. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. We'll be back soon on the Kate and Gordon Show, today's best country mix.